Gary V Audio Experience listeners, before I give you today's podcast, I just want to say crushing it. If you have not pre-ordered or bought crushing it, you are breaking my fucking heart. Do you want to break my heart? Do you know what happens when my heart's broken? No more podcasts. So all jokes aside, uh, Podcast Nation, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. But more importantly, very specifically, I've learned through the last decade that people learn by reading books and they actually take action for all the audio, for all the video, for all the content I put out. It's remarkable to me that my five business books have been a bigger macro movement in getting people to actually do something. And to be very frank, there's a reason that Crush It was the biggest selling book I've ever had, even though it was when nobody knew who I was. It's because there's something right about the strategic mindset to be happy professionally, and then the ideas and executions around how to actually do it. This book is three parts. The mindset to finally get you to do something, or the angle to come at it. Number two, stories of people just like you that read Crush It and went out and changed the outcome of their their life and their family's lives. And number three, the up-to-the-date tactics on paper, in a Kindle, uh, and audio this summer and spring, uh, of how to go out and do it. So please, please, please do two things for me. Number one, if you've been listening for more than a week, buy this book. Number two, if you buy this book, go to Twitter right now and say, hey, Gary, picked it up from the podcast. See ya. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be legends. Gonna get their attention. Thank you, thank you. Good morning, please sit. Uh, this is obviously an extremely special day. Uh, usually I get to be the uh, a guest or the guest of honor for these things, but to be a host is a, a different dynamic and I just wanna first and foremost thank Kim and Emma and Russ and the rest of the Vayner Experience team for putting this together. What's, what's really interesting about this event is many different things. Number one, uh, the fact that it is being held uh, at the home of a team that I hate with all my heart. <laughs> uh, number two, I think it would be imperative for me to thank Steve Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, and Matt Higgins, the CEO. There is no way we're doing this event here if they're not our partners, so I think we should clap that up because this is gorgeous. I also want to thank all the speakers that came uh, uh, out to uh, present the content. We have incredible content throughout, um, and obviously I'm looking forward to my next session with Ryan. Uh, obviously real estate has a, a, a tremendous path here, but travel, auto, insurance, the, 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 whole, the whole thing is super interesting to me and, and I'm excited. You know, when I, when I came up with the concept of the name, I thought it was interesting to create a conference that actually expires. We, our ambition is to create this brand, Agent 2021, for people that we have as agents. You know, obviously we picked the four sectors, industries that I think what I'm about to keynote about really matter. The timing around my new book, Crushing It, and, and this talk is very important because what is stunning to me is how much opportunity there is for everybody at this conference and, and what it means at this moment. And to me, as you guys hear a lot, I day trade attention, I try not to guess, I don't predict. And for me, there's a very clear path of how the next 36 to 48 months play out. And so I'm excited about doing this for the next four years. I think Kim and I were talking, we're like, you know, as well as this goes, we're probably not gonna run out of room here. And so, 
Um, I think we're, we're pretty focused on doing it here for the next four years and, and I really hope that, uh, so, cool. Uh, and we're excited to build on this. So, knowing that quite a few of you have a lot of context for me and my content, I was giving a lot of thought to what I wanted to talk about this morning and I kind of thought of it as less of a presentation or a keynote and less as a Q&A session because we didn't set it up that format and more of kind of just like, you know, and a, a lot of you know this, there's a, and you probably live it as well, you're always gonna talk a little bit different to 800 people than you're gonna talk to one person at a time and there's always different gears. A lot of times I talk about having empathy for people not loving me at first because if they see me in an interview or on a keynote stage, that's a different version because I've gotta communicate in a different style, the context is different. What I thought would be super interesting this morning uh, with this talk was give this talk in the manner that it's really legitimately just like one-on-one and, the, and instead of to 800 because what I think is unique about the way we set this up is I really do believe the advice I'm about to give, the thoughts that I want you to debate are an extremely one-on-one and literally map across the board. That's why we sectored these groups together. Um, more importantly, this is not an audience that is in the dugout. Right? This is, you, uh, you know, the far majority of you are much further along than debating if social media or the internet is a good idea. Or that you're running, you know, print ads and bus stop ads instead of other things. So, I, a lot of things were going through my mind last night, early this morning. And I think the thing that I really want to focus on right off the bat, uh, actually real quick, because I see a lot of people standing, could you raise your hand if you have a seat next to you open? Just uh, to let, if anybody in the back wants to try to grab a seat, can you guys hold it up for a second? Because I just want to give everybody a chance in the back to sit down. Um, what I think is super important to, to really attack this morning is even though I know that this is a 201 or 301 curriculum crowd, I truly believe that most of you don't understand how big the stakes are because you get caught the way I get caught. I think one of the biggest mistakes that I've made in my career is I've been so on the cusp of things, you know, very early on, too early, then I kind of hit my prime in the early, in mid-2000s where I was getting my timing down. This is why I talk about day trading attention. This will not be about virtual reality today even though I know in 16 years VR may affect your business. I think what I've done well is I'm practical. This is not about guessing. This is not about trying to be ahead of the curve or position myself as the Vine 2 guy because it's new. I'm trying to really understand what is happening right this second that makes you know, a home sell, you know, what makes a sneaker sell, you know, what, what, what is going on right now. And so what happens when you understand that and when you're early and you get the benefits of it, especially if you're getting the benefits of it. How many people here, by show of hands, and please raise your hand if it's true, feel like their digital marketing, forget about social, feel like their digital marketing is going well and is impacting their business in a positive way? Raise your hands. That's what I'm actually weirdly worried about. That was more than half the audience and here's where I'm excited. I don't believe that most of us understand how early it is and I'm worried that you haven't gone deep enough while you're thinking about going wider. From a pure practical sense, 
I feel like a lot of people are debating their podcast or their Facebook watch video shows or their vlog or an Alexa skill because you're paying attention to what I'm putting out for free on a daily basis. You're doing well on Facebook ads or Google ads but you're leaving so much more on the table. I know this because even I'm doing that. Like I know for fact that I should be running, this, this would be ROI positive for my life. I should probably be running somewhere in the ballpark of 100 to $200,000 a month in Instagram ads. And I'm spending 10. So just think about the delta like, you know, this is a conversation I had yesterday with Andy. I'm like, fuck man, these Instagram ads are so fucking cheap, right? My content is doing so well on that platform. How many people here are pretty into Instagram right now? Raise your hands. Weird, everyone. And yet, I'm not fully squeezing it. And so, I think the vulnerability for a 301, a 201 executor of what's going on is the fact that we aren't fully going deep enough. And so what I would challenge everybody to think about this morning more than anything is a couple things. Number one, the Facebook arbitrage of its cost is stunningly underpriced. If I could give you the biggest piece of advice that would be blanket that I know everybody could be affected by, whether you have a restaurant or did, whether you have a liquor store or did, whether you're in the real estate business insurance, I know for fact, for fact, that you could afford 50 times X your investment in both creative, the pictures, the videos, the written words, and in actually spending the ads to get far more. The fact that you're spending and it's working is hiding the fact that there's a lot more underneath that. And I would really, really, really take advantage of this morning to set up, to set up the mindset for you to realize there's probably a lot more going on in the depth than there is in the width. Before you get inspired to start your show, your podcast, your Alexa skill, what's going on with Vine 2 when it comes out, before you do that, which you should, but I feel like for most of us, including myself, that should be 20% of our energy and mind and 80% should be looking very carefully at what's working and getting far more committed to it because when I look back at Google for me, and, and again, I know I'm, I'm making too many assumptions this morning that most people know who I am. Wine Library was built on Google and email, right? Like the narrative, you know, over time gets manipulated and it's like social media. Wine Library was built on Google and email. I was built on social media. Wine Library TV was built on social media, which had a great impact. But when there was no money and there was very little marketing dollars, and that's the case for so many, no matter where you are, whether you're holding back the money because you want to buy shit instead of reinvesting it in your business or because your business is still small and you don't have the money, the way to go from somewhere to a totally different level is actually very intriguing. It's based on being right. It's based on being very smart. It's based on your spending. A lot of people here compete with each other theoretically, just for attention. Forget about being in the, you know, I think one thing that our Budweiser client taught me in a meeting a couple years ago for VaynerMedia, blew my mind. I'm in it, it's early, I don't know their business very well, and I'm talking about competing with Heineken and Coors Light, and they looked at me like, oh child. They're like, we don't compete with that, we compare for share of throat. We're not competing with Heineken, 
We're, compa- we're competing for everybody's share of throat. They're worried about bottled water. They're worried about Sprite. They're worried about coconut water. They're worried about fucking oxygen. And so I think one thing that I wanna make sure everybody understands here, you know, being in the businesses that you are, you naturally have some great competitiveness, but when you meet somebody here today and they're from Guatemala, like I met the lovely guy from this morning, and you're from Cincinnati, doesn't feel like you're really competing with each other because you're not selling homes or products or trying to get their travel business in the same market. I think you are competing because to get attention is one feed. It's a supply of attention. And so for me, what I wanted to establish this morning knowing that there was a ridiculous lineup of other speakers knowing that a lot of the speakers we strategically picked are gonna go into more details I wanted to really go into the nuances of the mindset that I think it will help to take people to the next level. Look, here's something else that's super interesting to me. We are living through an incredibly interesting time right now where because of the state of our country, because in the political realm and in the parenting realm, we are now in full mode of demonizing technology. If you go read the headlines that the masses are reading, we are demonizing technology. Facebook and Twitter are jeopardizing our democracy. Kids are spending too much time on these iPads, blah, 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 blah. This is an incredible opportunity. This is making me very happy. I am hoping that the mainstream media and social media continues to shit on technology because what that's gonna mean is people are gonna back off of it They're gonna get confused about that and it's gonna leave me more time to grab the land supply that I'm looking for. I prefer when people are going down paths that are the conventional wisdom that I don't agree with. I love when all of you hit me up on Twitter when somebody says something like Facebook sucks and you guys retweet me and you're like, Gary Vee, what do you think? Because you want me to come in and punch him in the fucking face? (laughs) And when I see that tweet in my stream, I smile. Because I'm like, yes, Facebook sucks. And so I think there's a really incredible theme that I'm trying to create in these first 10 minutes, which is the following. For the fact that I've been ranting about this stuff for a decade, and this is, by the way, why I wrote Crushing It. I never, ever, ever thought I would write a follow-up to that book because I thought in 2008, and then it came out in 2009, that in a decade, it would be conventional wisdom that people could make money on YouTube and Instagram. How many people read Crush It around the time it came out? Raise your hands. Awesome. So, for a lot of you, you remember, it was a little bit out there. It was, a, like, if you go read the first three, 400 reviews of Crush It on Amazon, a lot of it's like, this is straight bullshit. Nobody's ever gonna make $100,000 on YouTube. Like it was like completely crazy talk. It literally, like, and just for the youngsters in here or people that kind of came along the way, you know, later on and now this is all accepted, it would be like me standing here right now and saying things like, you're gonna make, you're gonna sell virtual homes on VR and you're gonna make $14 million a year selling virtual homes that don't exist, right? Like, and 
and most people just won't believe that. Like you could guess and you'd be like cool maybe and this and that, but don't forget we also didn't have the last decade of technology advances when I talked about that. People hadn't accepted the internet. There were still people not really into the internet in 2008 and 2009. And so what strikes me this morning is a very simple fact. For everything that has happened, for all the obviousness, for the kid, you know, I know, I know 20 year olds that are making 40 to 70 million dollars a year on the back of their Instagram and YouTube and selling merchandise. This is, these numbers have become staggering. Like just so you guys know, in the next 36 months, next four years, it will become obvious to America and the world that celebrities on social media are making dramatically more money than celebrities in real life. When you guys read the headline that two kids that do soccer tricks are making on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram in five years are making more money than Ronaldo, shit's gonna get confusing. And this is what's happening. And so I guess the energy that I really wanna bring this morning very simply in this calm demeanor is it hasn't even started. And I think a lot of us think it's in it, that we're in it, that it's been happening, that a lot of good stuff has happened for others, for ourselves. Literally, if you're in this audience and have done nothing, you have 401 followers on Twitter, your Facebook page is still your personal page and you don't have a fan page, you've done nothing on Instagram, literally if you're at nothing, which is, by the way, extremely rare for this audience, but common for most of mine, I actually think that the audience I spoke to yesterday in New Orleans who were construction and general contractors who are not in this at all have a weird slight advantage over a lot of people in here which is why I'm using this as my opening rant. They have heard about all this stuff but haven't started and so for them it's a clean slate and they're just going in you've already been affected positively or negatively. You've already had successes and failures. You've already quantified this, yet I don't believe that we've quantified how big it actually is. So this whole little rant is very simple. Here's where I'm at with all of you. Number one, you need to realize how fucking great it is to be alive and a professional during this time right now because it was worse for your grandparents and it's gonna be worse for your grandkids. Here's why. This moment, right now, this is how it's going to play out. And I'm putting it on film and I'll look back at it. This is the land grab of the internet. Virtual reality will come and maybe you'll learn from this and so many of you are young and in 20 years, everybody in this audience will be able to land grab their virtual reality space. But right now, this is the land grab to establish yourself as the personality, the authority, the organization, the service in your industry still. You could have four competitors who've got more followers than you. You could have people you look up to that have crushed it and things of that nature that will speak today, but still, we haven't even come close. The analogy I would use is if, if I am part of the crew that bought beachfront property in Malibu for the attention of the end consumer on the internet, we're still selling the second row of homes. And a lot of people here think we're already not even selling that neighborhood because it's sold out. Do you understand? What I really, really, really want to get across this morning is that the opportunity hasn't even fully begun. The penetration of attention hasn't begun. The biggest companies in the world have still not been spending on Facebook. Guys, 
You have to understand that over the next three to five years, and I don't know when, but somewhere in that window, eventually Coca-Cola and BMW and Budweiser are gonna wake up and they're not gonna spend 70 and 80% of their money on television commercials and banner ads. And that's what's happening, just so you know. When they do, and they are on the cusp, because when things like Toys R Us go out of business, people get scared. And I don't know if you guys saw the Netflix numbers that came out yesterday. Like, Netflix is about to pass cable television before you know it. It's not gonna take them very long. Like, shit's happened. And so, in the next 36 months, when you're trying to put your content or your open house or where I should travel to on a Facebook feed, and today, it costs four to six to seven dollars to get in front of a thousand people's feed, of only which 25 will look at it, because you know how you go through the feed, which is fine. If that costs six to seven dollars today, when the biggest companies in the world get serious about this, in the next three to four years, it's gonna cost you 40. And that's gonna fuck up your business. That's gonna make the ROI not as good. Simple supply and demand. I play no other game. Supply and demand of your attention. Period, end of story. So what does this all mean? Here's how I think this plays out. I genuinely believe that 80%, and that includes people that are more shy and scared to be on camera and are introverted, I believe that 80% of this audience over the next half decade is gonna start debating having a DRock and an Iris and a Babin. I think all of you over the next decade will realize that you are in the media business. That before that you are any kind of agent, you are actually a show that the shit that you watch on Bravo and HGTV and all the other fucking channels, you could do the same thing. Outside of the guy we have here in his show and about three other shows, nobody really watches any of these cable shows. Like an average social media YouTube executor is getting a bigger audience than a lot of these shows on the 15th channel you never heard of show version of you and yet you're in the industry and you look at them and be like, oh, they're so lucky. They're not lucky. They have no control of the post edit. They have no control of the marketing. And nobody knows they're on channel 447 on fucking direct TV. <laughs> You're lucky that you haven't signed a deal with any of those kind of things. And the fact that you can take your phone and put on Facebook and YouTube. The, the, literally the biggest thing that's holding back the far majority of this room from going to a completely different level, financially and happy-wise, is the fact that every year they're just taking home too much of the money they made and they're buying cars and vacations and homes and fucking bullshit jewelry. If you actually took half the money that you took home last year, whatever you did, think about your business, think about what you took, right? Which for a lot of people here is what you made. If you took half of that, and you put that into Facebook and Instagram ads and two people helping you make content full time, you would make three times the money you're gonna make this year and in one year you would have returned back the investment. We have to, thanks. We have to, we have to, and you guys can tell, I'm not coming with the normal like, yeah, blah, blah. I'm coming with a very like, listen to me fuck face. I'm, I'm putting a, a a flag in the ground here today, this morning, to make it very clear, which is I didn't write this new book, this is not what I'm gonna speak about for the next year for kicks and giggles. I'm selfish to be historically correct. Everything I, the reason you guys like me is I only put out content in one filter, 
will I be right when somebody watches this video in four years, period. That's it. No other ROI. No top of the funnel to the course, no, one thing. Will I be right? So I'm always making content that's selfish for the audience, which is why it's good for you. Listen to me, listen to me good. If you are not fully committed to spending as much money and time on building your personal brand, which means upping your content on these five to seven channels by a magnitude of 50 to 5,000 times more content, you are making a huge mistake. You're making a fundamental miss that you will regret tremendously when you look back at this day in four years. And what's interesting is normally, and you guys watch my stuff, this is where I say I'm only hoping for two or three of you to actually do this. What's emotional for me and probably why we decided to do this conference is I think fucking 20% of you are gonna do this. Because a lot of you have already flirted. You know, it's a lot easier to kind of jump off you know, a building in a parachute when you've done it off a 20-foot cliff. You guys are already on your way. I just think that in that, the fact that you're on your way, that you've started, that you give a shit, is actually potentially the reason you can't get to the next place. It's good enough. You're checking the box. You are doing it. So many of you are like, I am doing social media, but nothing good has come of it. And to me, this is the moment, and especially, look, I like taking advantage of when times are good. How many people here have been in their industry for over 20 years? Raise your hand. Raise it high. Just wanna get a sense. Okay, so, here's what you guys know. That people, how many people have been in their industry for less than nine years? Raise your hand. Perfect. So this is even better than I thought. There's a small percentage here who are over 20. The far majority is under nine. What the under nines don't know is a bad economy during this. Maybe they're doing something new. And so I saw the hands and some of them were doing other things and I asked in this profession. So maybe they do know. How many people have only been a professional for less than 10 years? Raise your hand. So this is what I'm scared of. You're soft. You're not soft because you're soft, you're soft because the market has been soft since you've been a professional. You didn't get punched in the fucking mouth in 2008. You didn't fucking melt in 2000 and 2001. You didn't get completely annihilated in the mid 90s. You think you're special and you don't just realize that it's a simple game right now. There's so much fucking money in the system that there's a ton of fucking C and D players in here who think they're A's because it's fucking easy. That's the truth. And so, and I think most of you know me. I'm not sitting up here on my high horse saying I'm good and you suck. I'm saying please, for the love of God, understand why people get fucking flamed out during crashes and other people don't and they hang on and then make a ton more money on the back end because 80% of people get flamed out and things are a quarter on the dollar. The reason they do is they do two core things at all times. The reason I leave tens of millions of dollars on the table every year is because I don't do the behaviors to put myself vulnerable into the world melting tomorrow because I know that college debt is gonna tear down the American economy the way that all the bullshit ratings of lending did in the housing crisis. I know that there's an obnoxious amount of 26 to 35 year olds and, and Ryan, who I'm gonna fireside chat, told me this over breakfast, I did a bunch of homework yesterday, it's 100% gonna happen. Literally, college debt 
is gonna tear down our economy because all these kids are getting money still lent to them and they have no prayer of ever paying back their college debt, let alone the, the money that they're borrowing to buy a fucking house and you guys in real estate all know it's true. Just happening all over again. And so, shit's pretty basic, my friends. You can trick shit in the short term. Negativity wins the short game. Reality and merit and positivity win the long game. Shit's gonna hit the fan and too many people here are taking their riches in this easy time and they're buying dumb shit instead of saving and investing. If you go from making a million to making 13 during this era, going from 13 to four is different than going from a million to working at Chase Bank. And so I heed this morning in this beautiful town on this awesome day, I'm not rolling with negativity and be careful, I'm rolling with let's be fucking practical. Let's be practical not on defense. This isn't hoard your money and wait for the world and go into the bunk. This is, if you're making money right now, please reinvest it in the one thing that doesn't get shattered during a bad economy, which is your reputation. I love when people get mad about the word personal brand because they think it's douchey. It's just a semantic of a word. Your personal brand is your reputation. It always mattered. It's how we always made money. It's how so many of you that have been successful for 20 years have been able to be successful except you didn't have technology to put it on steroids. It was just word of mouth. Now, one shared tweet. Do you know how many of you are taking photos of this, putting it on your social, and then your friends at home see this, and that's why there's gonna be 3,000 people here next year. Word of mouth on steroids. The internet, and social media specifically, is just one thing, it's plumbing. It's plumbing to make your words and thoughts go further than they did in 1974 when a couple of yentas did it for us. Word of mouth on steroids. And so what I want you to do is I want you to create content that can be accelerated through word of mouth and I'm fascinated by how many of you aren't even remotely close to producing the max amount of content. I know this because I only give advice that I took myself. You guys, how many people have been following me for over five years? Raise your hand. Then you guys know I have accelerated my content dramatically over the last 18 months. I historically only sit here and talk about things that I've already done because I don't like standing up here and guessing and giving advice and hoping it works out because that's how people lose. I only talk about what I've already lived. My book right now, which comes out in six days, pre-order it right now or I'll cry, <laughs> is, thank you, is selling, literally last night I called Colin where I was on a live stream, hit me up. I, as a lot of you know, usually around this time have Buy 25 books and come over and take a selfie. Buy 100 books and I'll buy you a milkshake. Buy 1,000 books and I'll sleep over your fucking house. Like I, I normally am in ridiculous sales mode right now. For any of you that have been along for this ride over the last five years, the whole jab, 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 right hook, this is normally my right hook time. Yes, I'm talking about it, but there is nothing close to what jab, 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 right hook and Ask Gary Vee looks like right now because my branding, because of my content for the last 18 months, is doing all the selling for me. I, I don't know, how many people saw my Instagram Live last night when I was, raise your hands, I'm just trying to see. So you guys saw, yesterday, a good friend of mine, Damon John from Shark Tank, had his book come out, right? He fucking was on Wendy Williams, Dr. Oz, Harry fucking Connick Jr., 
Yahoo fucking Finance, Facebook, Fat Jewish did something with him, he went bonkers. I looked at his Amazon rank, he was 17, my book was 19, I'm a week away doing nothing for it, and it just hit me so hard. I'm like, this is just so black and white. This is so black and white. I know that if I can suffocate all of you today to take 25% of your take home income this year and pour it back into two people who do video and written word and put it into Facebook and Instagram ads, literally all of you will email me 24 months, actually, fuck it. If you can start right away, literally 25% of you are going to come to me this time next year, right here, and be like, holy shit, I've been listening to your stuff for seven years, your keynote was different in Miami last year at this time, I listened, I said fuck it, I don't need to go to Ibiza three times this year, fuck it, I don't need to buy a better BMW this year to make me feel good with the neighbors, fuck it, I don't need another fucking pair of Supremes or Yeezys, I took the money and I put it into Karen, the film woman, and Rick, the ad guy, and now my business is 2X, this will 100% work. Even if you suck shit, on camera, have zero charisma, are only eight days in the industry, this will work because it is such underpriced attention that the ROI will work. That if you're a two in skill, the ads are a 20 in the 10 point scale and it closes the delta of you being average. If you literally, literally, and I've said this for seven years, if you literally, literally go interview the guy who owns the gym in town, the guy who owns the pizza shop, the woman that owns the insurance brokerage, if you literally, literally, literally just interview your local community that you become the local newspaper in three minute video form on your phone, you don't even need to fucking hire D-Rock or Babin or Iris, your fucking phone, if you literally take it, selfie it, and interview the principal of the school in your neighborhood, you will become the local celebrity who can then transact on whatever you're trying to sell that group. If you bring value to people, if you interview the best high school basketball player, literally just that, your business will change. Or if you literally just give the advice of how you got here, what you learned, if you shared your thoughts, if you do not understand that you were a media company, that you will not be as successful as you are today in a decade. And that's not interesting when the alternative is you're four to seven times bigger. The stake, guys, you have to understand what happened to Blockbuster and Netflix, what happened with Uber and taxi companies, what happened with shitty hotels versus Airbnb is happening with you as a human in your business. We have not made the mental commitment to go all in. How many people here play poker? Raise your hand. Shit. Okay, perfect, get it. If you, poker one more time, keep it high. Fuck, this is a great, I don't, but this is a great analogy. This is very simple. When you have the best hand, and you know it, because that's, I don't play poker because it's a skill. And so, when you have the best hand, and you know it, because you've been paying attention and you know how to play poker, you go all in. Everybody here is playing Facebook, Instagram, social media, YouTube, podcasting, like they have the best hand and they're calling. And you're not goading them into getting all the money. You're just fucking folding. 
and that's this audience. So can you imagine what I feel is going on outside this stadium? So this is a call to action for everybody to do me one favor, and I do think I can get a lot of you to do it, which excites the shit out of me. Please, right now, listen, maybe you've laid out money, maybe you're in the middle of a renovation, maybe you're paying for your kid's college, mazel tov, I know there's nuances on everybody's life. But if you are in a position where literally your take home income this year is literally the stuff you're gonna go and do things with, please, from 25% to 90% if you can go humble, please take that money and hire two people to make a lot more content for you about you and your business and please give the rest of the money to Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and I fundamentally promise you, you will walk here to this conference next year and personally thank me emotionally because your business will change and I know not one of you has gone all in for all the Carlos and Sebastian and a bunch of personalities here, for Mitch, like I'm watching what you guys are doing. I'm consuming the shit out of you. Oh, by the way, the reason I don't watch anything, or I love when I, you're welcome. You know, you're welcome. You know how people get, this is the time on social media when people get mad at me and say shit like, oh this fucking guy, he doesn't read any books but he wants you to buy his book. I don't, I want you to do whatever the fuck you want to do. I don't need you to come to this, I don't need you to give me one second of your time. I want you to do what you want to do. I don't read books because I spend my life watching what you do so that I can get smarter because that's how it gets me to the front line. Understanding what humans are doing and about to do is how I make my living. It's what makes me talented. I'm able to synthesize your behaviors. I have told you over the last decade things that you were gonna do that you told me in your head that you wouldn't do that you now do. So this is what I do and what I'm telling you right now is very, very, very serious. I believe that every single person at this conference, even though they're 201, 301, or 401 in advancements, are not going anywhere close to enough because I think I'm the best of the bunch and I just told you I'm spending one-tenth of the amount of ad money that I should be spending on Instagram. I will. I'm sitting up here being selfish. I'm just trying to convince myself to drop a fucking 100 racks on fucking Instagram. (laughs) You just are listening to me convincing myself to fucking do the right thing. My friends, this is the greatest era to be an entrepreneur in the history of the human race. The infrastructure costs are zero. Listening to people complain about Facebook algorithm changes when Facebook is free, if you decide, in an algorithm, if you run ads, you don't give a fuck about the algorithm change. I don't give a fuck about the algorithm change. I think the ads are worth $60 and I pay four. That's a good deal. Could you imagine paying 15X less for something than you feel it's worth? So. I don't care about the algorithm change, but if you do, because you got a nice little organic thing going, I just want to remind you something. It's free. You're complaining about something that is free that has helped you sell shit. Let's just quietly, one more time, because I need everybody to actually fucking understand what I'm saying. It's free. I literally have emails, this is like real life guys, I get emails saying, fucking Gary Vee, I knew it, you told me to go all in on Facebook, did you see the headline, Zucks, like fucking Zucks, Zucks changed the algorithm, I'm fucked. My first reply, if I even have the patience to reply to something like that is, what else are you spending advertising on? Well, I'm running some Google AdWords, I'm doing some print, I'm doing that. I'm like, how's that working? Not that great. I'm like, you're mad at something that's free, 
that's changing, but you're not mad at something you're spending money for that's giving you dick in return. <laughs> My friends, there is massive confusion in the system. I literally had a meeting with a top executive in corporate world who spent the first 30 minutes of our meeting yelling at me that Facebook and social media was destroying our democracy, that it was that powerful, right? And then the 30 minutes after was him fighting me from moving some money from television to Facebook because he thought it didn't work. So I said to him after the hour, I said, cool, because I try not, I don't sell people who aren't buying. I'm just leaving my two cents on the record. I think one of the great things that a lot of you, because there's a lot of salespeople in here have to understand, you can't sell the unsellable. The amount of time you waste trying to convince somebody to buy versus finding the next person to buy is extraordinary waste. But after I spoke to him, I said, you spent the first 30 minutes telling me that these were such powerful communication tools that it was literally shaking the foundation of our 300 year democracy and then you spent the second half of the 30 minutes telling me that that same machine was not capable of selling makeup. There is ridiculous confusion in the system. I am winning and will win at all time levels. Get ready, you will tell your grandkids that you once saw me live. Like I mean that. And by the way, it's not because, by the way, I don't, by the way, real quick, because I don't want claps for that, I need you to understand how I think about that. It's not because I think I'm fancy or great. I think it's because I'm very calm and simple about one simple, tiny thing. Underpriced attention. It's so grossly underpriced. I'm asking you, let me tell you the story about MTV. When MTV came out in the early to mid 80s, how many people remember when MTV was launched? When MTV, when MTV was launched, the biggest bands in the world, the biggest bands in the world got together for a dinner that one of their managers told me about and decided that they would not make music videos for MTV because that was giving away music for free. That why would we spend money to make a video, put it on MTV, when that's giving people the music for free and they will not go out and buy the record. At the same token, up and coming artists, Madonna, Duran Duran, and on and on, understood that it was where all the attention of the youth was and it was a gateway drug to the sale. They understood that MTV was a jab, not the right hook. Facebook and Instagram at this second is the most underpriced, scaled jab in the history of marketing except for one other moment. From 2001 to 2005, Google AdWords was a ridiculously underpriced jab. How many people here took advantage of Google 2001 to 2005? Raise your hands. So for you, you really know. That's how I did it. Wine Library had no money, but when you're buying people who wanna buy wine for five and 10 cents a click, it works out real fast when it's that underpriced. One company, one company during that time acted the way I'm aspiring to act right now as Gary Vaynerchuk on social media. One company from 2001 to 2005 spent enough to justify how underpriced it was. That company was a small book company called Amazon. Amazon, as you all know now, is the company of our world. 
it will win everything. It hasn't even begun. Literally, the only thing that will stop Amazon is antitrust government involvement. Otherwise, it will fucking destroy everything. It got its fuel from Google 2001 to 2005. That occurrence is happening right now on Facebook and Instagram and we're not squeezing the juice out of that fruit anywhere close. At least we have picked up the fruit. Some of you are kind of squeezing the fruit. I'm kind of squeezing the fruit harder. This group, going forward, I went for that for impact because I really need to penetrate this morning's talk with the demeanor and lack of normal over the top energy. I'm trying to go in a very one-on-one thing here. My friends, a lot of you I've known for a long time. A lot of you I've paid attention to subtly for a long time. If I'm not at 100% and I'm at 50, you're at fucking two, four, and seven. There's so much for you to grab. Please let this little slider of an energy talk that I gave this morning be the off-speed pitch to get you really thinking about how ridiculous this is. Please let the energy of this talk set up the rest of the day so that you pay even closer attention so that you, even though you're doing well, have the humility today to raise your hand or to ask somebody a question because you want a front that you know but what you don't know is where all the fucking magic is. Please understand that when you videotape your day or meetings, that that content works three ways if you understand. It's your YouTube and Facebook, but also the audio can be stripped. How many of you listen to my podcast? Raise your hand. I have a top 50 podcast in the world and I never sit down and do a podcast. I strip audio from the video of my day-to-days Do you understand how efficient this is? My LinkedIn is one of the top red LinkedIn's in the world and it's just the transcribed words of the audio from my day to day. The efficiency of recording your day and it transcribing into the three pillars of how people consume content. The written word, audio, and video. You cover all the ways that people consume through just videotaping day. Please get over the audacity or the narcissistic nature of having somebody film you or you filming yourself, I understand. I am very comfortable in my own skin. It was hard for me two years ago to say, I'm gonna have a man follow me around with a camera. It felt like literally the douchiest thing that I'd ever come up with. But it has been the biggest impact on my career and it hasn't even started and I know that it can change yours. And some of you are a little bit more talented and creative and you're a little bit more of a Casey Neistat and you can do it yourself even better. It keeps your costs down, you're in full control. Most of you are busy, I'm busy. I'm running a 200 fucking million dollar company. I can't be vlogging, I just need somebody recording. And as you guys know, 80% of the stuff I'm doing day to day, even though it seems like I'm filming everything, is not being shown. You're in control. I'm not showing you me firing somebody or negotiating their salary. I'm not, as you guys know, I'm the extreme of not showing my family at all. Like, we are in unprecedented times. We are in unprecedented times and this group is smart enough to be here at this stadium on this day. You are different. You need to understand how different you are in your strategies and your mindset and how you see it. I just need to get you from the connection of how you see it to getting you to commit financially and mentally and work ethic wise to get you to get the value. The part that's hardest is sitting here today. You do understand strategy is the hardest part. 
The hardest part is being smart enough to be here today. The easier part is to make the financial and work ethic execution part against the strategies, but that's where it's breaking for most people. And so I implore you to take this day very seriously. I implore you to do the most ROI positive thing, which is the biggest ROI of this event is not to take a selfie with me, though I'm ready to take one, so don't be scared. It is to fundamentally meet as many of the 800 other people here as possible because in those relationships will come the magic. So the most introverted of you, which this doesn't index massively introverted, but for the most shy or what have you, please challenge yourself to say hello. For the most extroverted, don't be a dick and give everybody 800 fucking business cards. Tone it down a hair. But, but understand what these next 12 hours or so are. This is how do you make the connection point from the strategy that you see to getting into the actual execution starting tonight, starting tomorrow, and two, how do you understand that people are the real ROI in this in technology world, and how do you make three to seven to 14 meaningful relationships in the next 12 hours? I can't thank you enough for being here. I am so excited about Agent 2021. I'm so humbled that you guys are here. I adore you, and I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys throughout the rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. Thank you, guys. Hey, podcast listeners, uh, big ups. I'm putting on my Gary Vaynerchuk, CEO of Vayner Media hat right now, not the Gary V that all of you love so much, or at least are curious of, or actually are starting to hate. I have no idea how you feel, but I love you. Nonetheless, uh, we're a year into it, uh, not even really, but one of the most exciting things that Vayner Media sells, besides the million dollar scopes for the biggest brands in the world, is this concept of four Ds. Do I have a URL for this as I'm doing this? Is it, can, can you figure it out while I'm yapping? D-Rock. Anyway, 4Ds, Daily Digital Deep Dive, a consulting product from VaynerMedia that has crushed uh, for us and has had a huge impact. I just came back from Agent 2021. I know this is a post uh, announcement for the podcast, but I'm gonna run this for a while. So that was in January if you're listening in May, uh, but I know it's February right now. Nonetheless, um, uh, a $10,000 immersion day where you come in and you learn from our creative team, our media team, our consulting and strategy team, like just a complete get in here, kind of like Disney and Zappos does, have your company pay for a $10,000 consulting strategy day here in New York City. We're also now doing it in London. Details are on VaynerMedia's site, vaynermedia.com slash 4Ds slash services slash 4Ds. Can you create a Gary no. V's? Create a Gary V for me. No. Get, n- slash 40. Hold on, everyone. Stick with me here. DRock's going. If not, I'm going to create a Gary V. Great. VaynerMedia.com slash 4DS, right? VaynerMedia.com slash 4DS, the 4Ds, the daily digital deep dive. It is changing small and medium-sized businesses' worlds. Go on the website to get the dates or go to Gary Vaynerchuk's website, GaryVaynerchuk.com, and go to events and see it there. I'm in there for an hour doing kind of my one-on-one Q&A, personal fix your business, grow your business, expand your business session. It has exploded. I am now completely confident in this product. At first, I was like, oh, 10,000, can we make it worth it? 
hearing the ridiculous stories of I came to your 40s and was doing 280,000, now we're doing 2.2 million. To be very frank, I'm thinking about raising the price. I wanna make sure the podcast world knows about it. VaynerMedia.com slash 4DS or GaryVaynerchuk.com, hit the events tab. Come and check out the 4Ds. I'd love to see you in New York or London. Go see the dates, sign up. This will change your business. See ya.